Welcome to the Haya Podcast. I'm Brandon B here with Jackie Chen. We have a lot of talk about today, and I think it's it's very important that we discuss many issues uh, along the lines of, I mean, us both being Asian and Asian American, we both have a lot of talk about in terms of all the hate crimes, and we're going to be doing a lot of, like, I guess, extra topics as well, like talking about like sports, like in the Pacific Northwest, and that's where we're basing our podcast after, and I guess we're just going to talk about our like experiences, um, and do you have anything to say, Jackie, right now? Yeah, so we are the Haya Podcast, and what we are, we're just a representation of being, what does it mean to be an Asian male in the Pacific Northwest, so don't get jaded and think we're representing other groups in the community, but this is just from us, our experiences, so some of you guys may relate, others might not, but that's what we're here for. We're trying to voice that and we're trying to capture this moment in time in the future just so we can look at, look back and be like, wow, did this really happened. Wow, yeah. we just witnessed this history. Like we're living in the history of pandemic where when we go and talk to our kids, we like, we live through that. What do you do today? Mine bitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, today, today right now is a uh, is a very crazy time. I guess still with the pandemic going on, there's like well, like the fourth wave is already here. The fourth wave is already here, and then a lot of job security and a lot of stuff happening with like in, within the Asian community. You know, I mean, I I got my vaccine, so I mean, COVID shouldn't be a problem for too much longer. Only the first dose, though. Yeah, so we'll see with the whole vaccination thing. So we'll definitely get into that in the near future. And we're just going to jump right into it. First and foremost, the Seahawks. We got to let you guys know we are the Proud 12s. I may or may not have a couple of jerseys (laughs) that are overpriced and worth too much. But I I need it. Speaking of jerseys, I need it try to get some jerseys so i don't i don't know which players to get but i mean we'll see soon enough yeah maybe in the near future yeah for sure i think some of the things that as 12 we struggle to deal with is paying our players and then figuring out who's going to be here for the long term like with our t- 2017 draft year we only have one person left. yeah so from I feel like ever since that um, Super Bowl run against the Patriots, it's all kind of been um, downhill, and everybody's kind of predicted what we're going to do next. And just, like, that whole, like, aura of, like, bad luck has kind of hit the Seahawks. But, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're only down to three of the OG Super Bowl <laughs> winning champ. So yeah, we're just going to go into... We release some some players like Jaren Reed. Congratulations, you're going to the Chiefs. See, really, I did not know that he was going to the Chiefs. The Chiefs did cut their two like tackles. I guess they're trying to focus more on the defense now to win that championship once again. Also on the the chopping block was uh, Jacob Hollister. I mean, I I personally think he was he was an okay tight end, I guess, behind like Disley, but I didn't really see like too much like special things from him. How do you feel about Hollister? I like him personally. He's 
definitely better than the older Greg Olson, unfortunately. <laughs> and so we can move on to who we brought back. Our homeboy, Carlos Dunlap, a.k.a. Mr. Honey. Oh, yeah, sir. <laughs> as of yesterday, he or as of today, he's official. And, you know, on his Instagram post, the passion continues. You know, 12th year with the 12s. Welcome back. Yeah, if you if you remember Dunlap from last year, traded from the Bengals. And, I mean, ever since that trade, the Seahawks, like, improved mightily at defense he had a few big plays at the end of games where he tackled i think one was against the cardinals that was a good game where he stopped that last last effort from kyler murray and then there's another game i don't i don't remember which game what that was but carlos dunlap did make a big impact although he is on the older side i think he can still come back and make kind of the same effort or not or even more that he did last year the team and of course my guy chris carson one of a very very important person a decessor of essentially a beast mode who's <laughs> somewhat close to living up to that hype and i'm glad he's finally getting the bag and he's staying with us and then of course our old veteran mayova i don't know oh, mayova he, he was he was solid he made some pretty good plays last year but i wouldn't say he was like a must bring back yeah, and no. then there's Puna 4. I like him. He has very sick Jordans for his cleats for some <laughs> reason. This guy spent too much money on that. And then some people yes, that were... I don't know anything about Gerald Everett. Let's hope he can be a pro ball for us. Yeah, so so Gerald Everett, he, he's coming over from the, the Los Angeles Rams. And the reason why he signed with Seattle is because the, the Seahawks got their new offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Waldron. And so I guess that will... That's a little connection that we have now with uh, the tight end and offensive coordinator. But I guess we'll see how it goes this season. And, of course, our most anticipated, our two things, hopefully Seahawks bring back KJ Wright. He's such a big deal to us and underappreciated in many aspects. And then Russell Wilson, our replacement of two first round, (laughs) one second round, and two starters. And, you know... That just goes to show how valuable he is to the other teams. And shout out to Pete Carroll for blocking that trade. Yeah, I definitely think, like it. I feel like the Russell Wilson like drama or saga, if you want to call it, is very weird because it's like <laughs> he's like, I'm not requesting a trade, but here's some four te- Here's four teams that I would be interested in if they were to trade for me. And I th- I just felt that was very weird. And it's very unlike Russ, because Russell Wilson's always like been like a Seahawk at heart since he's came into the league. Yeah, and definitely we're one of the few teams that took a chance on him, and a lot of people overlooked him because of his size, and I think our company embraced him, and he's definitely here to say, you know, you don't want to be that guy who just helped hire the offensive coordinator and then throw a deuce and be like, I'm out, yeah. I'm going to the Bears, good uh, luck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think... We'll, well, let's hope this stays, but my prediction is Russell is here to stay since, you know, he's very invested in the community and he's part owner of the Sounders. Like, why would you not be yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, why would you not be here? Uh, yeah, I think Russell will, will definitely ultimately stay in the end. I think it, a lot of it has to do with, like, the media wanting Russ out of Seattle, I guess, because, I mean, Seattle's a decent-sized market, but... Um, 
I think there ha- have been some issues with um, like the offensive line, but I think part of it is also Russell Wilson. Like he holds the ball too mo- too long. <laughs> that, that's very true, and I think those are some of the things that he's definitely doing better. Or hopefully, he was going to get to work on with the new offensive coach, and we'll see what the ideology is because Russell wants to throw and get good stats but then Pete Carroll wants to run the ball yeah it's definitely we'll see how it works out in the end as of less than an hour ago our homeboy Dan Martin the president of my school has decided to resign from SPU yeah, so, <laughs> so Dan Martin is is quite quite the one character that you want leaving at SPU. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I left I left SPU before he did, so I can't complain. <laughs> chill out, all right, chill. <laughs> but yeah, he will be you know taking in a role in leadership for a healthcare foundation and national health system. Um, you know, as much as people don't like him, you gotta give him some humanity as his family two of them actually passed away this this past year with COVID just not necessarily with COVID but this past year so I think there's a lot of this might be a hot take but I don't think Dan Martin has as much power as the log people think um, unfortunately in a private institution it's solely on the board director whether certain things are changed especially with like contact interpretation of certain statements and for me i just feel bad for this guy because he's only been here for nine years and they, they could at least give him the 10 you know what i'm saying <laughs> give yeah. him the 10 and then reevaluate and i'm just a little bit nervous because we had a not necessarily the best provost selection but i don't know if she's matured enough and know the institution well enough to really just all of a sudden take over and there's a lot of responsibility as a president that people don't notice and they're essentially the face of the school but it's also very important that they are representing what the student body is also representing as you know we want more people to come to SBU for a reason and we don't want the reason to be because we have an incompetent president mm-hmm on the on the general topic of I guess college, um, not not just SPU, but like a lot of colleges are dealing with like I guess dropout rates, and I think it's mostly due to like COVID, because like they can't like afford it or they have to the distance is too long. But I think that I guess a lot of COVID related issues are due to like a lot of like students not wanting to go to school and finding other ways or other paths to make money. Yeah, and I I hate to say this, but I feel like education is going to be obsolete soon or at least a college degree because everything is in the fingertips of the internet. It's a Google search or Google Scholar search away from a certain database, a certain research center, and even nowadays, a lot of people are not really honest with test taking. They just yeah. look online, <laughs> and there's only so much you can proctor on the other end, and also ensuring people are learning the way they want to, and you know, spitting knowledge. But I feel like college doesn't really 
work like the real world. Real world, when you don't know something, you're yeah. not going to be like, here's 80%. You just look it up or you ask someone who might know. <laughs> so there's yeah. a lot more collaborative aspect that we're getting from COVID as more and more people are trying to find ways to connect even harder. And then from there, you know, take the test together, even though it's still questionable and not necessarily the most honest thing to do. But, you know, some people do it. And at the end of the day, it's just grades. And grades is what you need for show to get a job. And it's just really, it, it doesn't really make sense. And there's not necessarily correlation. Maybe you're a 4 because you really got independent. But as an organization, there's a lot of roles and you can't just single-handedly carry a whole company. And so I yeah. that's what I don't appreciate and I like and love about higher education. Yeah. Like a degree is is good to, to some extent. It depends on what job you're trying to get because a lot of jobs, I guess they'd like to have a, a degree, but it's not like, oh, it doesn't ensure that you know like something about like this topic um like you could like pass your way to get a degree they don't i don't think they they check any grades or anything if like you're applying to a job they just check check the degree but like a lot of people when they hire they will typically look for like the degree yeah but i mean it doesn't ensure that you know like the subject you're i guess going into yes yeah. and most definitely to speak on that they teach you everything from scratch and you learn everything that's not in the textbook anyway when you're at a job. So yeah, the way I look at universities, finding ways to teach yourself and going to a place to learn to learn and try to be a sponge as you adopt to the real world when you leave. And enough than said, let's go to our sponsor. All right, today's sponsor is Meraki Tea Bar. Actually, they're not our sponsor, but this is a family friend owned boba shop um, down the Ave. So, on the Ave, for those who don't know, it's a UW, kind of Foo Street, and their address is 4701 Brooklyn Avenue, Northeast Seattle, Washington, 98705. Check them out on Instagram, Facebook at Meraki underscore T Bar. M E R A K I underscore t-e-a-b-a-r meraki tea bar or for some people they call it murakai doesn't matter go there tell them we sent you or at least tell them jackie sent you and you're gonna enjoy a nice discount as we got back from our sponsored um thank you and do check them out and we're gonna dive in a little bit to the more some sensitive subject that has been affecting our mental health and our overall well-being we're not going to ignore the elephant in the room a lot of asian hate crime there's a lot of rise of that as people are seeing in a lot of media finally wow all these older population and older asian people getting attacked and you know i think it started the one that a lot of people cannot ignore as the atlanta shooting so yeah, the Atlanta shooting well, was a tragedy that I think a lot of the, the United States and even like the in the world, everybody, it kind of opened our eyes to like, oh, this is the, the life of like, I guess, the Asian community and just like, 
I guess the Asian community is as loud as it's ever been. And this shooting really showed that, oh, nobody's really safe, I guess, in our community and in other communities. So this shooting, it was like in a, like a local spot in Atlanta. And then I think eight people were killed uh, in that shooting. Um, six of them being Asian women, which was not just speaking to the Asian, like, fetishization, but it was also speaking to, like, it, this is what happens amongst Asian women and Asian communities alike. So the shooter was um, Robert Aaron Long, who, he's a white man, and he, he shot up this spa, and later uh, he was telling everybody that he had, like, sexual fantasies and he couldn't control it, which is, I mean, it's a pretty bad excuse uh, in itself. But I think we, we had to address this because, I mean, first and foremost, we're both Asian, and we definitely like to support our community. And we have to talk about this, um, being a podcast about, I guess, Asian life and Asian, Asian culture and what's happening in the, the community. I'm just going to read the names of the people. And then, before you do that, uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah, cut you any, off real anything, quick. Anything yeah, to I say. think part of this, too, um, there's a lot of mental health issues at stake. And part of it is just like if you have certain sexual desire or certain fetishes, you can't just eliminate and take action with a weapon to take out certain people because, oh, yeah, they're making me do this. This is something like your personal problem. It's not someone else's problem that you're, you know, fan fantasizing about. And so I I do pray for your family, even though that's not the nicest. That's not, you know, like I do not wish their family get harmed. I wish they get all the support they need. But I definitely think they should serve justice and he should be locked up. Even though, like, you know, in other articles, people around him talked about how oh yeah you know he's been dealing with this issue and all of a sudden it like revoked like he tried to get help and it didn't you know there's a lot of problem with the mental institution and yeah we'll take some moment to honor these people as it was imp um, it was extremely difficult for us to find their names and that's something that we're really not fond of with the yeah modern so so, yeah, so when, when I looked up, like, some of, like, the articles of, like, and I tried to look for the names, uh, I guess they didn't really pop up um, among popular news articles because that's, like, the last thing the media wants, I guess, to us to see. And it's, it's very sad that, like, being Asian, like, you don't really get to see their, their names or, like, who they who they really were. They're just they're just known as the people killed in the Atlanta shooting. So I think that's that's a big key thing that the media has done, um, not just during this instance, but for like throughout history and throughout the media. Yeah, and to kind of add along with just, it's, it's kind of sad how when they address, it was eight victims, eight Asian women, and not the name, but they gave the shooter's name, their proper full name, you know, like yeah. it does, like that doesn't really do the justice and the fairness. Like him having a bad day, he get recognized for his full name, but all these people whose family are having 
one of the worst days of their life as a result of a single person's bad day don't even get their name recognized in media so at this time we'll take a moment of silence and honor them in any way and of course if you feel inclined and you have the resources go to AAPI and their fundraiser for all these victims and their families Delania Ashley Yan Paul Andre Michaels Xiao Jie Tan Da Yu or Yo Fen Shun Chung Park Hyun Jung Grant Sun Cha Kim Yang A Yue we apologize if we butcher them but these are the people you can look them up and honor them. And we'll just have a quick moment of silence for them as they sacrifice so much for their family and they die of someone else's issue. Moving on, we have another incident that happened yesterday or the day before where a Filipino woman in New York was just walking and then all of a sudden, a dude comes and beats her, kick her, and yelling her, yelling at her, saying, "You don't belong here." Yeah. So this this instance was, I mean, they caught it on video with the the security cams of um, the place nearby, and if you watch the video, it the the guy name it, the guy's name is Bobby Eli. Um, he, I mean, he was kicking this i guess 65 year old woman on the street and i mean i i remember jackie saying that uh the bodyguard actually closed the the security guy actually closed the door and didn't really do anything about it just kind of let it happen and this is a an instance where i mean it's kind of unacceptable and is it's definitely a hate crime he also the the guy that was assaulting this woman was actually like saying uh racist stuff to to her like go back to where you're from and like uh swearing at her and stuff like that but later uh we found out that this guy he had several like charges against him or whatever you want to call it and the first one was uh, second degree aggravated harassment. And it's kind of like with the intent to, like, I guess, threaten or, I guess, harass somebody, if you will. And I'm not sure. I'm not too, like, into, like, a bunch of, like, law and stuff like that. But I'm pretty sure it's separate from, like, a hate crime dealing with, like, racism and other issues. And then yeah and hate crime is uh, is very unclear in the gray because there's no such law that says label yeah. certain thing as hate crime and it's pretty subjective because you know the law in America is written by white folks so even whatever they did in the past they're not going to be like all right we think those are hate crime we're gonna do it and that goes back to all the systemic racism and things that we as different people of color had to deal with and he also was charged with third-degree menacing, which is another 
fancy word for assault. And that's just basic attempt and trying to hurt someone. So for example, if I was going to punch Brandon because I want to hurt him, that's considered menacing. But even if I miss, but like the, my attempt, that is yeah. depends how bad and we'll get the various different degrees and the thing that ultimately makes me really furious and frustrated is that his bail was only a dollar and as you as you can see in the video like two cars drove by they even bothered to stop or doing anything and with the security guard closing the door like putting the whole incident under the rug is very frustrating and i think i do approach appreciate the broski organization the owner of the building in front of the 306 360 west 3rd street they came out and was being aware and not just oh i don't know what happened they are aware of the violent assault that happened on an asian american woman in front of their building and i appreciate them for you know at least being mindful but then they're also doing something with the security guard which I appreciate because a lot of time they can be like it's fine we'll just call it what it is let the police handle it we're just gonna take no responsibility we're technically just the property owners this is not any of our responsibility if anyone outside our building gets injured and I appreciate them for doing this yeah remember there's um not just these incidents we talked about today but there have been a lot of incidents of like assaults and a lot of verbal attacks against Asians in the community. And even though they all see like COVID related things came from China, it's not like a lot of these attacks are definitely not towards all just Chinese people. Um, it's towards, I guess, every type of Asian. So just remember and keep in mind that a lot of these attacks are happening. And then you can also reach out to several organizations like there's Hate is a Virus and then also um, AAPEI. That's for Asian and Asian Pacific Islanders. So yeah, feel free if you have any time money resources feel free to help advocate and stand up for us because we're not necessarily in the position where we can say whatever and do whatever and make a lot of huge change but at the same time we or at least i'm pretty mindful that as chinese americans we are also the suppressor of ourselves we're predominantly in the asian culture and there's a lot more different kind of asians in Asia, not just the your pr- traditional Chinese, you know, Korean, Japan. Yeah. And so. And I mean, you can also contact us like through like Instagram um, if you want to like reach out, maybe like talk about some of the, the issues you've been facing. And I mean, my Instagram is uh, Brandon and then H-Y-B-E-E. And yeah, you can just contact me through there. And I'll be I'll be available for most of the time. And for those that are wondering where we're getting some of our Asian resources, uh, we look towards Nick Shark on Instagram and their page because that's some of the Asian news they do, and we appreciate them for constantly updating us with what is happening with the Asian 
community because media tends to focus predominantly on things that are not people of color and we we're, we're here to be a voice for those that are so hiya hiya yeah to end you guys off with this week i don't know i'm really excited about silk sonics which is anderson pack and bruno mars collaboration and if you haven't already or if you live in a hole listen to leave that door open and don't be like me and just you know blast that song in the shower and actually leave the door open bruno mars one of my favorite artists growing up he had a lot of good songs but uh i mean i don't have any music recommendations but i guess what i'm looking forward to this week is i'm gonna start working on my my like magazine or newspaper if you want to call it i've got a few stories in the works but i guess look forward to that and i'll keep you guys updated yes and then quick shout out the infact infatuation the infatuation i-n-f-a-t-u-a-t-i-o-n it's kind of a foodie page so they did a first issue with a couple of new york new yorker new york celebrity chef or just new york asian chefs and they kind of did a series on spam check out their magazine it's very foodie and very aesthetic and you know we both think newspaper very outdated so mm. magazines is a way to go in the future yeah yeah i guess we'll leave you guys or we'll leave everybody with those those final words um anything else you want to add or yeah feel free to follow me jack keychain or j-a-c-k-k-e-y-c-h-a-n on instagram and if you have any questions or concerns or if you want to reach out feel free to reach out to one of us and if you can't find us a sponsor soon if not <laughs> always plugging for meraki t-bar yeah 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 look forward to hearing from you or you know get connected with us but yeah that would be all hiya, hiya.